following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, many times uh, we talk to callers uh, about the topic of abuse and we want to uh, help them, of course, and uh, help them really to struggle with some of the questions. A lot of the questions that come up are really about what God's part is in mm-hmm. all of this and in their, their past and history. And so what are, what are some of those questions that, that people ask and really want answers to? Well, sometimes they phrase it this way, where was God when my abuse was happening? And uh, I think it's important to understand there are two attributes of God that are, are applicable here. Uh, he is omniscient, it, omniscient, meaning all-knowing, um, and he is omnipresent. Uh, he's present uh, everywhere. Um, so, though God never wills evil, and he, he doesn't um, ever cause abuse, he is... He knows when this is taking place, and he is with us. Uh, Just as he was present when Jesus, uh, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, he was present um, when Jesus was crucified. So he is with us when we are abused or mistreated. And yet it's not just um, uncaringly being with us. God is willing to sustain and comfort us even if we have no awareness of his presence. And though he does not promise to remove all suffering from us, um, he does promise to remove it from the life to come. The Bible says he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things will have passed away. That's uh, Revelation 21 verse 4. So the bottom line is God is with us, even when we are suffering. By the way, understand that, and this is important, uh, God gives us all free will, every single person on earth. We are not robots. Uh, We are not marionettes where he's just pulling our strings. Uh, He set up the, the order of the world where he allows for free will. And sometimes that means someone else's free will will be negatively impacting us. We will be hurt. We can be uh, wounded, our hearts wounded. And we see certainly Jesus experience this, Jesus who is God. And yet, um, now in heaven... There will be no abuse. Uh, 
But the point is, uh, and by the way, that that could could lead to a second question that you asked. You know, what do people? What kind of questions do people yeah. have? Right. Uh, spe- specifically about God. How could a loving God allow this? Well, absolutely, God hates abuse. But because God gave us free will, he allows us to choose what we will do. Um, and sometimes, well, he, he can allow us to do what he hates or what happens to us. There are certain things that that it's not his choice, but that he he hates. But he again gives us all human beings free will. Our heavenly Father, though, has meaning and purpose in our suffering, and he allows um, he allows us to grow and be empathetic compassionate when we have been uh, victims of of abuse we know that we can understand where a lot of people can't understand but when we have gone through pain it's pain with a purpose Um, when we don't understand the ways of God we can trust the heart of God and we can trust his plan for us. His love is steadfast and secure. And I think that's the point. The Bible says, This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to, uh, never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So, ultimately, God is love, and He is trustworthy. He is faithful. He is compassionate. And He will use that pain in your life, even though at times people are doing what is outside His will. He literally gives us the compassion to, to reach out to others. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward forward slash give hope. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's home through our resources. Maybe there's a situation you're going through and you'd like to get some focus on that and find out uh, what resources of ours might be most helpful to you. Just talk to customer support and they'll be happy to recommend some resources. Maybe there's something online they can point you to or a resource that would be uh, one that they can get into your hands pretty quickly. Just order directly from them at 800 488 Four six seven three. If there's uh, something you'd like to speak with June Hunt about and uh, do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll uh, just return your call and uh, get back to you to talk to you about what questions you might have, what you would like answered. Uh, see what maybe God's perspective is on your situation, and we'll help you with that. So the number, again, is 800 4 uh, 644-4817. That's 800-NIGHT-17. We look forward to hearing from you. Let's get to our caller for tonight. We have returning this evening, Esther. Well, hello, Esther. We do welcome you back. How can we help you? Hi. Um, so I kind of wanted to continue um, my discussion that we started last time I called um, about how I'm trying to help a friend who um, has asked to do a Bible study with me um, and kind of wants to do, like, a discipleship uh, thing with me. Um, But she has been uh, physically and mentally abused by her father. Um, Mm. So I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to go about this. So... She has asked you. She wants to be in this Bible study. Is this what I'm hearing? Yes. Wow. Okay. And is this the person, I think, when you called before, um, you did, you, you didn't, you were not convinced that she understood what it meant to have, I'm, I'm going to use my language, a changed life through Christ. Um yeah, so that's, that's kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm working on that with her, um, 
but I'm not a hundred percent sure if she's if she's committed her life to Christ. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And you mentioned her her father being physically and well abusive. Um, is that also you also uh, emotional abuse, verbal abuse? I believe it was verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And so is he in her life right now? Yes. Yep. They do have a relationship. Um, It's obviously strained. Um, The abuse happened when she was younger, a younger um, child. Uh, Uh And she's in her mid-30s now. Um, So she does have a relationship with him, but it's, you know, she holds it at an arm's length. Mm-hmm. And was there a kind of relationship that she had with him where he had power over her? Was she fearful of him? Uh, what What was the dynamic there of what you know? Um, yeah, I definitely think... Um, yeah, I definitely think at one point she was um, under control um, under him. Um, she also, they grew up in a, in a Christian home um, where they were made to go to church and, um, you know, stuff like that. But it was almost... Um, done in, like, an angry way, Um, Mm. like, probably some legalism there, Um, you know, like, the abuse would happen, and then slap a smile on your face, and we're going to go to church, and you're going to stand in the row, and you're going to sing, and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, basically, you're going to act like everything's perfect. Um, Mm. Yeah. And... What was her mother like with all this going on? Um, her, as far as I know, her mother didn't know um, how far the abuse um, had gone physically. Um, mm-hmm. I think she might have known some of it, but I don't think she knew the full extent of it. Um, but he was also very controlling with her, too. Um, okay. I'm not sure if there was, I don't think there was a abuse in their relationship, but, mm-hmm. um, physical, there was obviously mental and emotional abuse. Um, okay. but I don't know about physical. One thing that often helps tremendously is to hear truth being presented Without it, it doesn't have to be. Now look at your situation. In other words, it, there are those who think, "Oh, everything needs to be a confrontation," but that's really um, not accurate because truth by itself sets people free. Meaning, mm-hmm. there are times when people can be too intimidated to. Um, 
in essence, buttonhole a person and say, you need to face what, what went on. My, my point is, a lot of times, when all of a sudden people see who, who, who grew up in a very difficult, uh, difficult home life, <clears throat> and they see, oh, all fathers are not like this. And by the way, that, that would be my situation. Now, my father was not at all trying to get us to go to church. He told me, you know, he said, Christianity's a crutch. And so he, he had not been in church for 40 years uh, mm-hmm. until my mom was on the scene. Now, and, but um, the point is, uh, we ended up being, oddly enough, because of my father in a biblically-based church, not that he knew anything about the Bible, but he didn't want us to be where we were. And so um, now I'm, I'm watching loving fathers. I'm, watch, I'm seeing with my own eyes a tone about church. Um, I, I did, I'd never heard the Bible taught. I'd, I hadn't heard preaching from the Word of God. And so just being exposed to, wow, whatever this is, this is nothing like what I was exposed to. And it was profound. So I'm, I'm saying that I hear what you're saying. It was a legalistic kind of church, an angry church. Um, and there are, this is unfortunate because there are, some churches that are this way. And then the, the contrary to that, the opposite, is a grace-filled church. Um, grace means that God, and if we look at the aspect of, of the Lord himself, our God is a God of grace. That means it, it's not being grace as in, oh, she's such a, a graceful woman, She the way she... Um, treats people with her kind words. It, it, grace instead means giving someone a gift they don't deserve. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened when Jesus was willing to literally sacrifice his life for us. We had sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all blown it. We've all chosen wrong. And the problem is, the Bible says that our sin separates us from God. So we've all sinned. And yet, the Lord Jesus did not want us to be separated throughout eternity. And that is the why of him coming to earth. He came to earth literally as born of a virgin, yet he was fully God and human. And the beauty is when uh, we were not even aware, those who were on earth not, not understanding who he was, he, if all these prophecies about him coming as a, uh, being born of a virgin... Um, that literally you see the prophecies, the messianic prophecies of what 
this Messiah, the word Messiah means um, the same thing as the word Christ. Um, Christ is the anointed one. He came to earth to literally, as a, this is as a gift of grace, we didn't deserve him dying on the cross, paying the penalty that we should pay, except we really couldn't pay for our own sin. So the, since he committed no sin, and he literally died on our behalf, then our responsibility is to receive him as our personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of our life. Then we are fully forgiven of all of our sin. Now, that is an extraordinary gift of grace. Grace, giving someone a gift they don't deserve. So what I'm saying is, sometimes people like me, uh, at one time, had never been exposed to the concept of grace. I hadn't heard about it. I, had, I didn't know that there was a God of grace. Um, I didn't grow up in a legalistic church. I grew up in, in a church where there just... Um, yeah, there was Jesus who hung on the cross, and that's it. But, there, you know, it, it was just... It was kind of do good, just be a good person. So it, it was social gospel. And so I had no concept. I needed to see the real thing. But what I'm saying is, I know people who grew up in a legalistic church, and when, once they come to a church that is grace-filled, not, you know, yelling at the parishioners yelling at the congregation yelling at uh, and and threatening but showing how wonderful it is to come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in fact um, very candidly people don't hear me presenting if you don't if you don't respond to God you're going to go to hell I, ch- I choose to not I mean, it's, it's it's true there is a place hell. I mean, it is a location. I don't want anybody going there. But I want people to be drawn to Christ himself. I want them to respond, not, 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 not just afraid, and so they'll, oh, I'll pray a prayer for fire insurance. Many times that is the case. People have prayed a prayer because they don't want to go to hell, and they think they, that therefore they're saved. We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. 
If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living that will help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the resources that you need. We have the Keys for Living we're recommending tonight called Depression, Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. And that's available as you talk to customer support. Again, that's 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. And they'd love to talk with you and just see what resources will be most helpful for you. If you'd like to email them and ask your questions there, you can do that at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Just ask any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program and uh, see what might be helpful to you. Let's return to our conversation tonight with Esther. Well, uh, Esther, the reason I'm thinking about this is in regard to your friend uh, who I believe is a family member from last time when we talked. <clears throat> What's wonderful is that your care is going to speak volumes to her. And one of the things that is essential is um, we, we, we are sending, I know, uh, we, we sent two copies of seeing yourself through God's eyes to you, but then some, something happened. So now it's they just for you to know, they've been sent again at the yes, end of this I last just week. I got them yesterday too. So I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. And the thing that you can do, if there are two ways to do this for seeing yourself through God's eyes, because the whole point is to understand when a person becomes uh, a true, authentic Christian. All these things take place. This is what this is about. It, these are I am statements. I'm adopted by God. I'm a child of God. That's day two. 
Day three, I'm precious to God. Day four, I'm accepted by God. Day five, I'm called by name by God. By the way, there are people who start going through this, and then it dawns on them that they really have not entered into that relationship with Christ. But as you go along, you see all these things that happen. Because very candidly, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, when you enter into his family, that person's a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. And what's new is you have Christ living in you. Because I can remember hearing certain scriptures. Of course, I wasn't exposed to any, so everything was new. But I'd never even knew the concept of it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. In you, I thought, in you. I I, I thought um, you just are supposed to believe that Jesus, I, I knew that I learned that there was a scripture, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, not knowing that the word believe actually means to rely upon, to trust in. It's not just mental assent. I didn't know that. So the the thing is, what's going to be special about this is if you're going to do this Bible study, and you are, you, this is what you're saying. And by the way, is this going to be a weekly Bible study, or how, how are you planning on doing this? Yeah, so um, I think we're going to take one day per week. Okay. Um, and just kind of like go through it pretty detailed is what I'm thinking and hoping. That's great. That's um, great. Yeah, and not too much because she's um, she gets overwhelmed very easily with this stuff. I've um, I've given her other um, Bible journals and devotionals, and mm-hmm. she just kind of gets lost with it um, and doesn't fully understand it. So. I told her that this is um, technically like a a month a month um, study, but I was thinking we could take one day for the week. Um, Good, just that's so great. She doesn't get overwhelmed. Uh huh. It's just two pages, and and that that's the point. I did. I wanted to make sure anybody could do it. When you when you start, it's going to be on your identity in Christ, meaning before you even get to day one, to explain identity. Because, you know, we don't go around saying, oh, this is my identity. I mean, we, that's not language that I'm aware of. And now, the only, only way I know about identity being used is identity fraud. If somebody steals your credit card or takes a number of your that's personal for you, and then all of a sudden you have charges, you know. So we we use that word identity fraud in our culture, but most people don't use the word identity by itself, but it's huge. And so it's basically, these are just practical illustrations that, and by the way, I I just am so impressed with you. Uh, This is really tremendous because you are, it's like you're really committed to helping her have her eyes opened. Yeah. And 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 you want her healed. I do. This is yeah. extraordinary. So and and I remember well well you you had mentioned in the previous time that 
I, I think th that there were some challenges that she had with anxiety and depression. Um, and, you know, what I can do is go on also and send you something in that vein. So while you're doing the Bible study, if you want, you can also turn to this other material we have because we basically have like a hundred topics but you things that you've mentioned would be anxiety uh, depression um, when someone is bipolar it helps for them to understand what to do knowing um, that you want to help her it, it'll give you some insight um, in fact, that will be actually very helpful for you initially to to because I and I'm just I'm just so impressed with your care. Well, many thank you. people that many people just kind of well, so and so has a problem, and uh, I wish they'd get their act together. <laughs> they go mm -hmm. well, you know, but you're saying no. I I I want I care for that she have healing in her life. Um. You know, she's in her 30s. Well, she's got two-thirds of her life yet to live. And yeah. this is wonderful, sweetheart. I'm so impressed with you. So I think the issue is you're going to start out talking about, that's in the book, uh, on, on identity. What, what does it mean, your identity? But it's like if you go to a, um, a bank, and, but, you, but unfortunately you have amnesia. Now, if you walk up to a teller and say, I, uh, I know there, that I have an account here, uh, and, and I need to withdraw $100. And if they say to you, and yet you're the one who has amnesia, um, well, would you tell me uh, your account number, please? And you say, I I'm sorry, I, I, I don't remember my account number. Well, would you give me your name, please? I'm sorry, I, I, I don't have my name. Are you going to be able to walk out with your $100? No. No. So that which has been invested for you, you can't withdraw. Mm. It It's in an account. It's all yeah. for you. It's like there's spiritual blessing. Uh, there There's all that could be withdrawn, but if you don't know who you are, and many, many, many people, they have spiritual amnesia. Yeah. They don't know who they are. That's a good way to put it. Likewise, if you try to board a plane, and you, you know, you, you say, well, I know, I know there's a ticket in my name. Well, what is your name? Um, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. And the only reason is you have spiritual amnesia, or you have amnesia. Well, you're not going to be able to, they're, they're, they're not going to give you a ticket. You don't even know your name. So, right. in that respect, your identity determines your inheritance, what you can literally, it's like the, the blessing bank from God, uh, your your identity determines your destination, where you're going. 
And we know that there, it makes a difference when a person has their identity clear once they have become authentic Christians. And then we explain this is all before you get to starting with day one, I'm adopted by God. So many people actually pray to receive Christ at the end of reading about their identity because they all of a sudden realize, oh, wait a minute, I want my identity to be in Christ, not in the family of Adam, but in the family of Christ. And so that'll, I think when you, now that you you have it, you, why don't you just go on and read through that introductory area. Uh, it's only about five pages that explain your identity. And so you'll be able to understand where you're going and then... Uh, fortunately, this uh, devotional is um, interactive. So yeah. all you're going to do is read basically a page, and then both of you look up a scripture. Typically, it's two scriptures, and you personalize them in your own words, not just what do they say, but it's like, how would you say it? And mm-hmm. and so uh, and then you write a prayer back to God. Father, through your eyes, I see that I have been adopted by God. So, so it's it you you could really be so helpful here to, and and it's fine to do a day at a time. Some people, even though it's a thirty-one day devotional, some people do five days at one time, and and instead of trying to go every single day. But the main thing is that you're absorbing the truth. And that's what she needs to do is, and, and you can talk about, wow, you know, what can you imagine being by God's design, you're adopted? And, of course, we explain what does that really mean. Um, but I'm going to do this. I'll go on and send you our material on, on uh, I think I'll, I'll send you depression. And then later on, if you want our material on anxiety, you can get that. But that way it'll give you a lot of very helpful, practical information. And in regard to the the approach that I took on this, um, we are body, soul, and spirit. In the body, there are certain things you can do for depression. Um, There are for your soul is the mind, will, and emotions. So I have what you do for your mind, what you do for your will, what you do for your emotions, and then body, soul, and spirit, what you do spiritually. So there are all kinds of things, practical application. Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. 
If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about this uh, topic this evening, we're talking about depression. We do have keys for living that would help you to address that in your life. If you'd like to order that from customer support, uh, let me give you the title. It's Depression, Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. And as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE, they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, by the way. They'll help you access those resources or any others that might be beneficial to you. Again, their number is 800-488-HOPE. 800-488-4673. As you talk to them, you might also ask them for the keys for living on identity and self-image, knowing what's true about you, and they'll help you with that as well. Well, check out our website also for more resources, whatever you might be uh, needing there to uh, take a look at. The, the website is hopefortheheart.org slash store. You can find new updated keys for living. They're being added to monthly. We're, we're updating those all the time. They're not um, old resources, but we have those that are, that are um, being updated uh, every month being added there that we have topics like stress, anxiety, fear, marriage, parenting, and so many more. And you'll want to go there, check those out. Also, we have the Lifeline to Hope online training. That's a video-based training program, a 10-session uh, kind of a volunteer training course that you can do uh, in your church. It equips church members and leaders to become biblical caregivers. It's been such a helpful tool for pastors and churches who are looking to start or grow a care ministry in their church. Again, that's called Lifeline to Hope, and it's helped so many people. We hope you would check that out and um, find out if that's a good fit for your church and some of your volunteers there. Lastly, you'll find a special area in the online store called June's Place. And now that's a curated bookstore containing June's books, Bible studies, and other resources that she's done in partnership with various publishers over the years. And you'll find June's music CDs there as well as our translated resources in Spanish and Chinese. And again, all of that is at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Go there and spend some time, see what might be uh, helpful for you or someone who you care about. Let's return to our conversation now with 
Esther. By the way, Esther, um, I don't know if you knew that in this, I know you just received the two um, books that, that Jeff was just talking about, uh, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, but at the back, did you know that there's a study guide, a lead, if you're leading a, a study group? Did you know that? I just saw that um, earlier today when I was going through, when I was kind of going through it, because um, I'm meeting with her on Saturday. Um, uh-huh. Uh, to I'm having breakfast with her, and then since I got the books in time, which I'm very happy about, we're going to go ahead and start this. Um, so I think I'm going to start with the introduction um, that you said. Is, it looks like it might be about five pages. Right. Um, so I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start with that. Um, Good. And yeah, then work I, I, from there because, like you were just saying, you know, her identity in Christ is really the foundation of this whole thing. You know, you can't really mm-hmm. go, you can't get your money out if you don't <laughs> know your identity. So. Yes, yes, yes. And and so when you do um, that, uh, my, my thought is to read it out loud. Now, is... Uh, some people like to read out loud. Others don't. Um, is um, is this something that she, you think, would do, would read out loud, or that you would? Which I, way would you go? I don't have a problem reading out loud. I'm not shy. <laughs> so okay. I probably would take the initiative and, and go ahead and do that. Okay, and the reason is there are different parts of the brain, <laughs> like... Uh, there, like even singing uses both parts of the brain, and mm-hmm. um, and by the way, as I think about it, you know, along the way, you if you are into music, um, it might be that there would be a song on occasion that would be perfect that would tie in to. Um, one of the days, and so you can just think about that. Uh, That's to, a good idea. And you know, there there would be times that you wouldn't think of something, but but there would be a song that would be perfect for certain topics. So just as you go along, because again, the more you associate, um, like for example, if I'm teaching, um, I like to try to have props, and a lot of times I use. Props because they they are symbols of what you're talking about. So I'm just making a, a comment there, and so feel free to just add to or or t- just uh, say you know when we come if there's something that she would like to bring or a song that she thinks of that would be appropriate that we could do it, do it together. But uh, yeah. my my point is that at times. Instead of just thinking, okay, like the first day being I'm adopted by God, uh, it's like instead of just saying, okay, we've now written something over here, I would go on and read it out loud. And one one of you, and, and that way you're hearing it, you're looking at it, both of you looking at your copy. So you're reading it, but you're also doing something. 
with it. Um, years ago, I learned that ten um, percent of what we um, remember uh, is when it's um, hearing only. Thirty percent is um, yeah, is is sight only. Fifty uh, percent is the combination of sight and sound, and then approximately seventy-five to eighty percent is sight, sound, and involvement in doing, mm. doing something with it. And so those are just thoughts of how to integrate to help um, add to the, the, it's like experiencing whatever would be uh, appropriate. And that would be helpful. Does does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I don't know if you remember, but um, I'm in school right now working towards my degree in um, Christian counseling and psychology. Wow. So I'm taking psychology uh, right now. I started on Monday. And so Mm -hmm. the homework that I was doing today was going over the science of psychology and kind of like how the brain works. And so this was actually in in my study today on reading out loud and, you know, kind of um, relating images to what you're um, reading or studying and how, like you just said, like it makes more of an imprint in your brain when you do both of them mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. So that's Perfect. Cool. Perfect. And, you know, add to anything you want, but um, these... These specific I am statements are applicable for every true, authentic Christian. You know, there are people who will say, well, I I can't be forgiven for so-and-so. But they're not seeing what the Bible says. See, that's a gift of grace. Mm. People think, think, think that they can't be forgiven. Maybe they are told what you did was unforgivable. And many people believe what people say. So we're really trying to change, I'm going to use the term like tapes that were said, uh, like it could be uh, one of the things that you would do is just say, you know, like, well, who who has been the most influential people in your life? It could be positive or negative, positive or negative influential and like what what was most significant about what someone said like negatively and then you have to evaluate now was that true was that true Mm. since since her dad was verbally abusive if she gets to where she could share that what are the negative things that were said to you? I mean, I remember so distinctly, my dad said I was the cause of all problems in the family. And I'm thinking, Wait, what? where did that come from? I mean, I just, yet, 
Um, I can tell you it. Uh, I, for some reason, was my father's lightning rod. My my two sisters tell me this. You know, you were the lightning rod. You you took all the pain, the things that Dad did. But at the time when you're going through it, you don't know that you, you're just survive. It, it's survival. Survival. Yeah. That was that was her. She was definitely the lightning rod. Mm. And so yeah. you know, you you the more you affirm her, and and say, well, let's consider what was said to you. And now let's look at what's true. What's mm. really true. So, think about what you know about her from the past. What could be the stumbling blocks? What could be the things that would be literally keeping her in bondage? Because at times we are a prisoner of our past. Yeah. And the more she becomes free to be the person God created her to be, not a prisoner of what someone has said, what someone did, because the the Bible even says, Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are the one that I praise. And if you want to quote that, it's Jeremiah um, 17, 14, I think. <laughs> um, okay. The, 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 the point is, when we realize, oh, healing is in God's hands, uh, and and He can heal us inside out. Yes. So, let her know. Um, yep, it is Jeremiah seventeen fourteen. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. And you know, she may need to hear that. You know, save me, and I will be saved. Yes. For you are the one that I praise. That's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And that's his specialty. So she is so blessed to have you in her life. And you're going to be blessed as you walk with her prayerfully to freedom. Because it's it's painful when people are not free, when they are still a prisoner of the past. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to ask um, you, though, everyone who's listening, if, if, if this is on your heart, you, where you would pray for our, our friend who's going to be reaching out to someone very close to her because she wants her to be set free, pray for her. We will send our Keys for Living called Identity and Self-Image, Knowing What's True About You. Also, Depression, Walking from Darkness into the Dawn. We'll send those out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.